Hey, this is Aaron Dallavilla, and you're listening to Pop Culture Addicts. Welcome to Pop Culture Addicts, the weekly show that brings you interviews and discussions with people in our pop culture world. You know, that means we get to talk more about movies, more music, more video games, and more. <laughs> Don't miss a week. You never know who's going to be our next guest. So, okay, addicts, are you ready for your pop culture fix? Welcome to Pop Culture Addicts. Today, we have a very cool actor with us. He's an up-and-coming actor who's no stranger to being on stage or to being on screen. He's been trained in the fine art of dance, both classical ballet and modern dance, and he's danced his way into our television and movie screens as well. Now, you've seen him in shows like Gotham, Madam Secretary, Tucci and Jones, On the Verge, and more. And we're going to talk about a new movie that he has coming out right now that you can go watch as well. We're very excited to welcome to Pop Culture Addicts, Aaron Dallavilla. Welcome, Aaron. Hey, Tim. I like that intro, man. Nice. Awesome. Hey, thanks. We try. Thank you for joining us, Aaron. We're very excited to talk to you. I'm very happy to be here, Kathleen. Thank you for having me. All right. So before we get into the meat of what you've got coming up and what you're doing and everything, I always like to talk to our guests about their backgrounds. I love to know people's stories and where they've been and what they've what where they come from and how they're, you know, what makes them the person that's sitting in front of us right now. So, you know, what, you know, like kind of what inspires them to reach for their dreams and, and all that kind of stuff. So in the story of Aaron, mm. what was the inspiration for you to, uh, you know, want to initially become a dancer and then want to become an actor? What, you know, where's that? Was there a uh, origin story, so to speak? I saw my dad have a sales job. I didn't want that. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, dance was, um, you know, I first found music in middle school. And my mom, my sisters were dancers to the competition dance team. And I did a little hip hop. And she said, yeah, why don't you join it? So I joined it because it was fun. And I liked the attention as well. Um, and then I got into acting because um, I had a small injury in Chicago when I topped over a turnstile and sprained my ankle and said, what do I do? And I said, I, mean, I said, Oh, forget about it. I'll act, you know? So I uh, started acting and I just went for that. And I said, well, if you're going to do anything, might as well be good at it and try to go all the way. So that's what I'm doing is just trying to go all the way. And Perfect. Uh, I just can't, um, I don't know, growing up in Suffolk, Virginia, I looked around at most people and uh, that wasn't the life that I wanted. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of, of people looking at people who were actors and dancers were there any that were inspiration for you where i like where you said man i really like what this person does and not that yeah i was saying you have to emulate them 100 percent, but was there something that you took away from their from their acting or their dancing where you went you said i want to try and do that oh barishnikov was my favorite dancer absolutely and what was really cool about mikhail is that he ended up going to acting as well he was on sex in the city mm -hmm. um mm-hmm Acting wise, I always thought Leonardo DiCaprio was was awesome. Tom Cruise was just awesome. Jim Carrey was awesome. So I was like, man, these guys really just went for something really cool, and they just do cool stuff. And I said, you know what? I just want to do cool stuff. I like how you picked very diverse actors there. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't just one one genre. You know, because most people when they think of Cruise, they think of you know, I, at least in my mind, it's 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 all action all the time and. Dude, you know, he's, he's one of the best. Like, mm -hmm. you know, see him in Magnolia. You see him in all these other roles and stuff. He's just Tom Cruise. I mean, you can say what you want about him. It doesn't matter because he's he's one of the best. You know, he puts in the work. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's all that matters at the end of the day. 
and that's why he's paid I don't know, sixty million per movie. Or something. <laughs> right. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you don't get that money if you're not worth that money. Right. Exactly. He put it. He puts right. it. Right. So yeah. Yeah. If you're not putting people in the seats, that you're not getting that. Mm-hmm. So speaking about backgrounds, and we know that characters have backgrounds as well, whether they're screen, book, game, which leads me to Alpha Rift, hey. which was recently released with some pretty favorable reviews. Congratulations. That's thank you. Thank you. It, it looks really, really good. I Thank cannot you. wait to watch Thank it. You. So you. can you tell us about your character in the movie a little bit? Yeah, Nolan Parthmore is sort of an everyday kind of guy. Uh, he's kind of like, um, uh, 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 what's his name? Paul Rudd's character in Ant-Man. He's sort of an everyman kind of thing. You know, There's not, he doesn't have a ton of personality. He's very happy with his life. Uh, and he's sort of our reluctant. He's like a slacker, kind of a wuss, and he's a... He's kind of the reluctant hero to the story. He's kind of doesn't want to be part of this thing that he finds out is his destiny. He's kind of forced to it. So he kind of toes the line and going back and forth. And then he realized it's time for him to take up the mantle and step up to the plate. Uh, but he's through and through a tabletop gamer. This guy was raised on D and D uh, raised on role playing, raised on cosplay, comic books, all of that, you know, right up, right up your alley with, mm-hmm. uh, with what your audience uh, definitely cares about. So did the did that character did playing the game store owner lead you into any actual gaming or oh, is that 100%. something you've been interested in anyway? Oh yeah, no. I actually played D&D when I did my last movie Pledge on Hulu now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of our characters who played in us was a big fan of D&D and he kind of introduced us to it. So I I played the game and I got really interested. I played a rogue that time. And I said, I want to revisit this one day. But then I got cast as a gamer and I said, you know what? I really need to learn the culture of this. Right. We started playing D&D as a cast and we play that once a week now. That is so cool. How do you keep a once a week game? Come on. We We just make it happen. We do the best we can to make it happen. You know, five or six people. So. Yeah, we're, we're lucky if we get a once a month game, but yeah, yeah, you know, you you just got to be committed, you know what I mean? And I've connected with other people, other podcasts and stuff. I came on as a guest mm-hmm. on a different podcast, and I played a character in that one, and that's rolling out on Spotify right now. And they're going to have me back on in the weekend on the show. Oh, that's cool. Um, because, yeah, so because we know that uh, Alpha Rift, um, you know, I wanted more research to find out how to play this character and how to mm-hmm. do it effectively and really honor uh, the audience. And right. I think did. And I think the audience is really going to love it. And honestly, the audience is, is already really taking a liking to it. So we're just going to continue building the franchise. That's so cool. That's awesome. So you said a rogue originally. What are you playing in your current campaign? Half-Orc Barbarian. Ooh, that's a good choice. So much fun. I literally will save the day so many times. They're literally down and they got like eight goblins, you know, trying oh, to yeah. kill us and stuff. And all of a sudden I'll just go r- rage and then I'll go down to zero and get relentless and mm-hmm. I'll just come back out and just, oh man, I just, I, I feel like a machine. And there was this one, there was this one uh, uh, situation where we were trying to cross this mountain and mm-hmm. literally we start crossing and avalanche hits. I they, And then my um our um our our um our other teammate actually suggested that we tie ourselves together with rope they rolled like way low <laughs> and I stuck my axe into the ground and it was literally if i didn't roll a good roll on this I, I, we would have all gone off the mountain i rolled a crit oh i rolled a 20 like literally i oh, lost my mind that's and, a beautiful and literally moment just just yeah 
the team was saved and oh man it was a legend it was a legendary moment you know those oh, moments in the game i love like, those moments where you're those like those are the best yes, moments where you're just yes. like yes i did it you know and i love that when people tell stories about D, it's not the my character did this it's the what we were doing and yeah, i now you because are you get so into it. it yeah you are your character we really yeah. get into it yeah as you should so my current character is also a barbarian yes but she's a gnome Ooh, interesting. <laughs> I am a three foot tall barbarian. Yo, you're stat. You're like compact. So you know I'm I mean? a toddler. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> 100%. It's a toddler with a war hammer. But, oh, that's awesome. That's <laughs> I bet you do massive damage still. I yeah. do. And it's typically to people's kneecaps. Yeah. Because yeah. that's about as high as I can reach. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. You could chop some trees, you know? Right. And the number you of times. You can do some serious have... damage to knees, though. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can take yeah, a person down that way. The leg. That's it. The, the number of times that my husband's like, okay, so how are you doing this? And I will hand my three-year-old the the Thor's hammer that we have. And I'm like, okay, so Honor, I need you to swing this at dad's legs. Okay. It's like, that's how I do it. Wow. How right, heavy like, is this Thor's hammer? Is it a weapon? It's plastic. Okay, okay. So it's not actually going to hurt him at all. It's just the, oh, that's good. I just need you to, to show the swing here. Mm. And the number of times that people are like, show him the potential of the damage. Yes, the potential of damage. <laughs> The number of times that people are like, seriously, a, a gnome barbarian? That doesn't work. That's not optimized. It's like, no, it's not. But it's fun. Yeah, and that's all that matters. It's got. And be when fun. you rage, exactly. when you rage as a gnome barbarian, it is a three-year-old who's not getting their way. That's right. That's Have right. you ever tried to get something out of a three-year-old's hands? Forget about it. Work. Not gonna work. Not gonna happen. Tim's like, oh my gosh, you nerds. <laughs> yeah, we're nerding out, Tim. What you gonna no, do? I'm gonna smile and laugh. I love it. Behind you, man. You know? No, one of these days I'm actually going to sit down with, with uh Kathleen and her, her husband John. We're we're going to play a, a proper game. We are, uh, and it's gonna be great. I have I have not played as of yet, but I'm going to. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I have never gotten into tabletop gaming and I've uh you know, but I've been told how much fun it is and I'm going to try it. Yeah. Um, and if you don't want to go into the world of D and D, Tim, there are Star Wars RPGs. Yep. We can had, Star Wars tabletop. You had me at hello. <laughs> I cannot promise that I won't play a Gungan though. What about Catan? Mm. Yo, never Catan played that one. She sponsored Alpha Rift. Oh. Yeah, oh, really? That's cool. They're, they're actually one of our sponsors in uh, in Alpha Rift. Because yeah, it's um, fun too. And uh, Alpha Rift is actually developing a tabletop game itself. Ooh! Oh wow! Yep. Oh, that's cool. Fun. Yep. Excellent. All right. So, where can people find Alpha Rift right now? Alpha Rift is in select theaters right now, and it's on video on demand. So, literally, all the premium placement on all the video on demand services. Definitely. Perfect. Yeah. So, okay. just people just Google Alpha Rift; they can find it. All right. We'll make sure that we put some of that information in, in this when we post the yeah. uh, this episode as well. Okay. Make sure that people can find that. that. So, Aaron, you've had uh, quite a varied background in your career. We kind of mentioned that in the in the intro. So you've done work on stage as both an actor and as a dancer. You've been on television. You've had you've been in movies. You've even done some voiceover work for for some video games. Uh -huh. Um now, out of all those disciplines, which one seems to be the most natural fit for you and which one takes the most out of you and why? Mm. Dance takes a lot out. Dance takes a lot out. Uh, natural fit, I'm a natural actor. You know, that's that's definitely it. But honestly, dude, they all take a lot out of you. 
it takes a lot of work you know whether it's dancing or acting or singing i always try to say that they're all the same discipline i just see them as art i don't see them as different disciplines you know sure they have different skill sets and stuff and ways of approaching it but at the end of the day acting utilizes dance and dance utilizes acting you know if you're going to move your body you're telling a story always Mm -hmm. and dance it's choreography with the camera and stage it's choreography you know what i mean Mm-hmm. That actually that makes, makes a lot of sense. And dance is so physically demanding, but acting is mentally demanding. Acting in is addition to the physical demand of it. Oh yeah, it's physical too. There are moments like, oh okay, we need you to. Uh, I think I was on. I was, I was shooting a new movie right now, and we're in the bitter cold. And I'm literally, the director was like, okay, you're dead. You have an arrow through your head now, and I want you to, when the camera pans down, drop a single tear. <laughs> I was like, all right. So I worked myself up internally. I did what I needed to do internally to make that happen, you know, and then time it with the camera move. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah. When the pressure's on, you got to be able to deliver. The bitter cold just sounds horrendous, though. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds god awful. (laughs) Not. not. Uh, (laughs) I'll tell you how many movies I shot in the cold. It's not fun. So. Your statement there, though, makes me think of something else. And, and I've always wanted to ask somebody this. And so I'm going to ask you. How do you cry on demand? Uh, it's got to be in you. You know, like if, if a director says, I want you to cry, don't try to. Um, it's never about reaching an emotional effect. It's about the process which led you to the effect. So what got me to cry in that scenario, rather than being like, oh, I have to cry. It was right started thinking about the situation my character is which like he was before he was begging for his life because his dad was about to shoot him with an arrow in the head so i just ran that through my head and literally took myself through the process to get me to that okay rather than thinking like oh i have to cry like you know like like result effect based thinking yeah sure it's about the effect of things like when a director says get angry that's a bad director you know what I mean? You just, you just, it's just a very general thing. You know, it needs to be a process because we live in areas of gray in life. Mm-hmm. And that is what acting is. You're just being a human at the end of the day. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Cause I, I I've heard that before where I say, well, I had to become emotional for this scene or I needed to cry in this scene. I've heard several different people that we've talked to, um, you know, mention that very, you know, same thing, why he needed to be able to cry for this scene. And I've never been able to figure out how you get yourself to that point. That your answer, by the way, was great. Don't don't take this the it wrong way. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense to me. I just I never was able to conceptualize that before, you know, you know, because in my mind it was exactly what you said. Uh, okay, I gotta cry. I gotta, gotta cry. Gotta. And, that, and that's what I'm thinking. It's like you're telling yourself, you know, trying to figure out a way to, you know, make the, you know, make the tear come out. So, it's also connected to your breathing. Your emo- really. You- that yeah you have to your your emotions are a pressure cooker inside of you so honestly if you just focus on breathing and take yourself there mentally it'll happen it's everything is connected to your breathing i can't say that enough see i've never had trouble crying on cue i've had trouble getting myself to not be crying (laughs) i i I cry easily (laughs) and yeah some people are just more openly accessible than others you know and then you might have the trouble of turning it off you know I i get that Oh. Like, it's all in your breathing, I've, Kathleen. The number of times I've cried during podcasts, Tim, or after podcasts. <laughs> or, uh, 
during musicals when there's a good cymbal crash. It, it's just there you go. Beautiful. It happens. In addition to all of the things that Tim mentioned, you've also released a few songs as singles over the last few years. Yep. So what are your musical inspirations and do you have a home studio setup or do you go to a professional studio? Oh, I've got a home studio voiceover booth that I set up for both voiceovers and stuff. And then I just send my recorded scratch vocals to the engineer to whip them in the shape and stuff uh, to put out the most professional product that I'm willing to spend uh, the budget of whatever the song is that I've set aside to do. Um, and yeah, my biggest influences are Eminem, Kanye West, uh, those those sort of artists. Okay. That thing, yeah. Cool. That's mostly the music that I'm interested in making right now mm -hmm. um, when I do have time to make music. But yeah, having time to make music is what is time. It takes <laughs> right you, know, you it, with anything. If you're going to write a good script, it's going to take time. Alpha Riff took 20 years to make. Um, this was a concept that he developed 20 years ago. Wow. That Dan developed 20 years ago. And it's been it's his baby. It's been and shout out to Dan and hats off to him for taking a low budget indie film and making it look as big as he did. I mean, COVID was, you know, even though it was an awful thing that happened to us, it was a blessing in disguise for him because then it had time for him to actually like work on the graphics and work on the effects. Yeah. You know, he did so much of this himself. And if people saw the work that he put into this to really make this something, I mean, they'd be they they they'd give him a give him an award, you know, for all the right. work he did. We really put in the work, and uh, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. I feel like the the pandemic has been a blessing in disguise for the for the smaller productions, for the indie productions specifically. That there's Hollywood's always had the upper hand on everything and they've had the bigger graphics and the bigger budgets and bigger everything. But when you have a smaller film, uh -huh. you have less cast, you have less need, I mean, not less need for COVID precautions, but you have less exposure risks with COVID. So you end up being able to continue your production uh -huh. safely. And I yeah. feel like that's really that's really helped the the indie productions the last couple of years. I agree. You're going to see the rise of indies as a result of this. The indies are back. Which I, I mean, think, think about what is Hollywood making anyway? It's all superhero or horror and sequels and, and sequels, sequels and exactly. reimagined movies that came out 20 years ago. Exactly. So, yeah, or reboots. Yeah, exactly. Like you said. I will say it out loud. We did not need a live action Lion King. No, absolutely not. The Lion King was perfect. Why right. touch it? Why touch it? And if you're going to do they're, a live they're, action they're gonna, Lion King. I can understand why. They're going to bank on your nostalgia. Yeah. And oh, they were re-upping their, their copyright on it. But if you're going to do what they said was a live action Lion King, they could have filmed the stage production that's what they should have done with ben platt's uh, dear evan hansen they yes. should have filmed the stage production just like they did with hamilton mm -hmm. opted on disney channel disney plus you know and that's why i like alpha rift so much because alpha rift is original ip it's not something else it's an original superhero action fantasy movie which i think is great you know we're in like you guys just saying we're in the age of rehash and you know um you know, I was listening to another podcast uh, yesterday that was talking about even the, the the new Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and how it's just okay. It's playing on the emotions of of the original, you know, fans of the original Ghostbusters and and the you know uh, even Ghostbusters two and you know um, 
but redoing offered very little. Girls. What's that? Yeah. I said redoing Ghostbusters with girls. Yeah, and that mostly got panned and, and overlooked just because not because of the the actresses that were in it, but because of the script that they were offered. Yeah. Um, you know. But uh yeah, it, it it's it's always interesting to me when we can get a, a movie that is something original, where it is something where people have put this much into it. And it's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Alpha Rift. I'll be watch, probably watching that tonight, actually. Um, hey, awesome. So um, it, it's, it, you know, because as you mentioned, it does fall very much in line with the things that I'm interested in. Um, yep. And so it, it's important to support those type of things. And I think the fact that you have uh, these indie producers who are going out and, and able to put together movies like this, they're finding out that, and, and audiences are finding out that you can get quality productions that don't have to be done uh, on a Hollywood set and a Hollywood, you know, mm -hmm. uh, editing room that these same effects and these same things can be done, you know, by these indie studios and you can still get a quality script and quality movie out of it. And I think the more that that happens, the more it becomes not that they weren't acceptable to begin with, but I think it becomes more acceptable because now it's not just the, the, you know, Oh, Hey, well, yeah, but that wasn't done by, you know, Disney or, Oh, that wasn't done by Warner brothers. You know, it was, it's, Hey, this is a, it's, it's no longer that it's, Hey, this is just a good movie. Right. Absolutely. And, um, that's the thing now is that, you know, people mis misunderstand that is that, you know, Alpha Rift is now playing with the big leagues. So obviously they're going to be judged like the big leagues. So mm -hmm. I hope people look at it and be like, oh, wow, this is an indie who got the opportunity to play with the big leagues. Wow. Uh, we're kind of blown away by what they were able to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah, we don't have a hundred million dollar budget to do that. And I have nothing against doing a studio movie. I've done a studio movie. I will do more studio movies. That's sure. totally fine. But I'm really proud of this franchise. I'm really proud of Alpha Rift. You should be. Everything that I've seen about it, you should absolutely be stoked about it. It's, yeah. it's, it's really very cool. Um, but just to, to touch one more moment on on your music, if anybody's interested in checking out Aaron's music, uh, if you can look for him by by searching just his last name, Dalavilla, and you can find him on Apple Music, Google, Amazon. Uh, you can find him on iHeart, Deezer. Um, uh, there's a lot of other places as well, but Spotify, uh, man, exactly. the Bible, bro. There you go, exactly. So yeah, you'll find him on on all those places, and you can check out his music on there as well. And there's even a uh, song on there that's a, a tribute to Alpha Rift called D20. And the music video they can check that out on YouTube has over a hundred thousand views. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah, excellent. The Alpha Rift tribute. It's on. You'll oh check that. You'll love it. Yeah, yeah absolutely, will be for oh, sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, so that a lot of, a lot of things you have going on. So, you know, with everything that you, you've done and everything that you've, you've gone through as, as an actor and musician, as a, a dancer, a voice actor, um, you know, there's been life lessons that have been learned, I'm sure. And, you know, when we think about it, life lessons are things that we typically don't truly understand the importance of till we've already gone through them and we're done with them when we look back on it and we go, yep. Lesson learned. All right, I'm going to do this instead of doing that. So as a younger actor, a dancer, musician, etc., what are some of the life lessons that you learned that help you now today be the, the better actor than you were before? Don't work on too many projects at once. <laughs> Focus on one thing at a time. Okay. Remember, and also remember who's in your corner. All right. 
because this industry is fleeting. Sure, there are fans and there are people and stuff, but there are people in your corner who have been at, been with you since the beginning. You know, know that family will screw you first. You know, they'll come after you first if when you start making money. And don't bite the hand that feeds you. Very good. Those are all good life lessons. Mm-hmm. Because now my it's crazy. Yeah, it's happening. It's like that's so funny. That's as that just is what it is, you know. It when is. you start making moves and stuff, and people start reaching out, hey man, we're this, we're that, we're this, we're that. And I'm just like, bro, where were you, man? You know what I'm, saying? I'm your third cousin, four times removed. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> also, don't 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 read the don't listen. Don't read the reviews. <laughs> Even though I read all the reviews, reviews. listen, I've had good reviews, bad reviews, in between reviews, it doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, I know the quality of work I bring to the table. You know what I mean? Right. Um, And uh, uh, don't be be a jerk. I think that's the most important thing. As an actor, uh, show up early, know your lines, don't be a jerk. And you will go far. Trust me. Those are, those are solid pieces of advice. Most of those you can use on everyday life as well. That's the great part. Amen. All right. So and I you, gotta, your- you gotta have a Kelsey in your corner. Hmm, for sure. You gotta have a Kelsey in your corner. You gotta have a strong woman or man <laughs> who backs you up. You know what I mean? Right. Right, babe. <laughs> she, she's embarrassed. <laughs> you gotta have a Kelsey in your corner. Life lesson. You got to have a strong woman or man behind you who backs you up, right? Yeah, she backs me up, man. <laughs> behind every successful man is an even more successful woman. Agreed. That's, That's true. Agreed. I'd yeah. be nowhere in my life without my wife. So, Yo, bro. All right. So, I need your personal opinion on something, Aaron. Go for it. You played my favorite cat in Cats. The magical, yeah. the magical Mr. Mistopheles. Best. I have such a soft spot for tuxedo cats yeah. that I actually have one. Um, he's a butthead, but I love him. But Mistopheles oh, is my, my favorite. friend's cat is awful. <laughs> I am so surprised that we have not heard him howling at my door because if I'm in my room without him, there must be something wrong. And he will sit outside the door and he will cry his tiny little girl meow but my husband had treats on the other side of the house. So with being in Cats, which musical would you use to get people who don't like musicals, like Tim, to help them enjoy musicals? What's your What's your gateway musical? Uh, if you like hip-hop music, definitely Hamilton. Definitely Hamilton. Um, a music, let me think about that real quick. A musical for people who don't like musicals to get them to like musicals. Yes. My wife has tried several. <laughs> Try West Side Story? Ooh. No, I have not gone to that. Solid. Classic, bro. That is a solid, solid choice. West Side Story. Yeah, it's a classic. You can't beat it. So we did get Tim to watch the Apple TV Schmigadoon. Word. It's ridiculous and hilarious i love like, that love that yeah keegan peel yes yeah mm-hmm. keegan monty yeah keegan mm-hmm. totally he loved that but it's the i'm like come on open your mind to more more musicals yeah west side story <laughs> that is okay 
Definitely. Well, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of musicals. <laughs> I'm not. But I got into them, and I recently did Camelot. You know, Ooh, that's a fun one. I played Mordred in Camelot. Ooh, yeah, that was fun. And Julie, Dame Julie Andrews came and saw the production. <gasps> yeah. No, oh, wow. Dame Andrews. I would die. She complimented my work. Oh, so, yeah. After she was like, you've made it. Well, You're good. Exactly. Like after she said, that guy's great. I don't need any more validation. <laughs> I, just need, I just need it on a t-shirt. I don't care anymore. I'm done. I'm done. Just, you know? I would have that like show up on every poster that has my name or face on it ever. Yeah. Dame Julie Andrews said, this guy's great. Yeah, exactly. But Ding. you know what? Still, man, at, at the end of the day, we have to realize we're all human. You know, as amazing as Dame Julie Andrews is, she's just a human just like any She is. Oh yeah, incredibly um, talented human. Incredibly talented, no, for sure, absolutely. And she was a wonderful woman, and uh, yeah, it was really cool being complimented by a legend like yourself. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, absolutely. I can see that. I would be a puddle. I would be a human puddle. Oh, one of the girls in our, um, I don't know. Maybe it's kind of I've kind of trained myself not to be super starstruck. You know what I mean? Because it's mm -hmm. like my goal is to be like, oh yeah, I'm one of those guys, right? You know I mean? A list kind of shit, that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, I was literally like, so I've trained myself to, to be not starstruck when I work with, you know, names and stuff and, or meet them. But there were, there was a girl who's the assistant director who was literally losing her mind. So, yeah. I totally get that. I get that. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. We've had the, the, the good fortune through both this podcast and Kathleen and I work on another podcast together called the funny science fiction podcast. Mm. Um, and between both of those, these shows, we've had opportunity to talk to some, some, some pretty good sized names. And, and there's been moments where I have to, you know, kind of like batten down the hatches a little bit. Cause you know, I don't want to ever fanboy in front of somebody. Um, I usually try very hard to get that out with the day, the, uh, the <laughs> days preceding the interview. Um, I think the closest that I came to that was, uh, most recently we, we spoke with, uh, Rob Paulson, mm. um, uh, the, you know, voice iconic voice actor, the voice yeah. of Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. Wow. And he was going in and, uh, in, in and out of, you know, some of his voices and stuff. And I'm sitting there just like, hmm. right. <laughs> you know, right, right, right. but I had, I had to, I had to reel that in pretty quickly. And that but, one. Uh, I feel like that one hit a special place for us with him also being a Michigander that, that like we had that home connection to him oh, as he's wearing his Red Wings connection. hat while we're talking to him. And we're like, yay. Oh. So that was good times. It was That's excellent. I love I that. think the worst for me, honestly, was Dan Poppenmeyer, though, the co-creator of Phineas and Ferb. Mm. But that was also my first interview. And I, that was before you were regular on the show. I feel so. like I contained it mostly mostly most of it was you know we got it out most of the way before getting on camera so that's yeah. you know that's well, he's also a little bit anyway. more of the he he kind of like rolls with it and goes into doofenshmirtz's character and you're like oh, it's dr heinz doofenshmirtz i love that <laughs> we're all children love that love that yeah so yeah speaking of amazing voice actors lance henriksen is in this movie Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm starring opposite Lance Henriksen. And oh, how cool is that? Absolute legend, and I got to work with him. He just posted Alpharift on his Instagram, actually. So, 
Yeah, Excellent. And so he likes the movie, and we're very excited. And he was just such an amazing person to work with, Lance. He was so such an incredible person. So, yeah. All right. So, Aaron, I have a silly question for you. Sure. All right. So, we, we uh, th- this is always our last question that we ask. We ask on Pop Culture Addicts. We, we try to end with a silly question. So, here it goes. And you can answer this as serious or silly as you'd like to. If you ran away and joined the circus, what would your performance be? Uh, escape artist. Ooh. Oh, Harry, interesting. Harry Houdini. An escape artist. Interesting. I would not okay. do that. <laughs> I would be so dead and drowned in like the first five minutes. <laughs> I have enough trouble tying my shoes well, I mean, trying I to get myself that, out of something. If I ran away and joined the circus, for one, there's something going on in my life that's not good, you know? Right, right. So uh, I said, well, might as well roll the dice, you know? Exactly. Exactly. All right. Yeah, for whatever reason, I, I in my mind, I'm like, he's going to say, I was thinking like trapeze artist. That's what I was thinking you were going to say. Oh, that would be fun, too. But the reason you know. I said Harry Houdini is because I have an opportunity to play in some immersive show coming up a Harry Houdini character. So, Ooh. Oh, cool. Little experience with, like, magic tricks and stuff. So Yeah. Oh, that's All fun. Right. Excellent. I'll do trapeze artist, too. It's probably less dangerous. Mm. No, I think they're about the same. They're about the you same. You know, one, well, one. Yeah. One you drown, the other one you go splat. Either way, artists at least usually have a net under them. Yeah, I would be more magician, like showy tricks and stuff. That's what I mean. Yeah, that would be more fun. Yeah. All right. Flash and vests and sparkly stuff, and yeah, I I live that world. (laughs) I'll go all full Chris Angel on it. You know. Oh yeah. There you go. As much as I hate them, I would probably be a clown. Oh, word, word. Clowns are fun. Clowns are, clowns are terrifying as well, though. But yeah. I would be like the clumsy clown clumsy that clown. does all of the stupid things and gets laughs at the physical humor because that's just who I am. Love that. You gotta <laughs> love physical humor. I, I took 12 years of dance class and I fall over trying to put my socks on. So. That's awesome. That's, isn't that funny how it's always the, the things of falling over happens outside of the studio? Oh, yeah. 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 Like, I was okay at tap and ballet, but... I, I apparently fall over on a regular basis and have bruises that I have no idea where they came from. <laughs> <laughs> That's just who I am. Tim's like, Oh, you're so weird. You're so special. No, I'm honestly just thinking it's only going to get better as you get older. So, you know, great. I play, I play mystery bruise on the regular. So <laughs> mystery bruise, honey, how did this happen? Oh, you did this. this, this, this. You know, do you ever do that thing, though, where you have a bruise and you poke it to try to remember what happened? No. Because you're, like, trying to get your brain to remember when that hurt? No, I just look no, at it and go... Bruce We're... tells me, don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a pimple. Don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. I look at it and go, how the hell did I get you? That's yeah. mainly, you know, yeah. where'd you come from? So. I had one of those moments last night where all of a sudden there's blood dripping down my arm and my husband's like, what did you do? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> this... Right. I... I... I have no idea <laughs> that you kind of take it to the next level there. I have moments where I'm sleep talking and my girlfriend will be like, Oh, you said this in your sleep, but I don't know about blood dripping down your arm. That's, that's a whole new level. Yeah. yeah that's, just, that's, that's, I don't much. know if I had like, if I had had like a spot that I scratched, I have no idea. Just all of a sudden there's blood on my arm. Ta-da. It's I'm a special creature. 
Blame my brothers. It's all my brother's fault. You got how many brothers you have? A few two. Two. Oh man, you fought like cats and dogs, didn't you? I have two older brothers and an older sister. I am the youngest of four. Oh, I am man. the baby who got everything that she wanted. Here. I am the baby who got everything she wanted and also got tied to trees with ropes. And mm-hmm. yeah, bungee corded to the, the the luggage rack of the back of the van. Um, yeah. Nice. Terrorized, but nice. they're pretty cool. All fair. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I dished it out, but it, it's all good. <laughs> all right. So, Aaron, we have enjoyed talking to you so much today where can our viewers and our listeners go to find out more about you and what you've got coming up yeah you can follow me on my social media channels at instagram and and twitter uh at aaron della villa that's about it and uh, alpha rift out is out now on in select theaters and video on demand awesome we will link your socials and definitely link alpha rift as well excellent and we also want to remind everybody that subscribing is the single most important thing that you can do. If you haven't already hit that subscribe button, take a second, go ahead and do that now. And uh, you'll get to see more amazing guests like Aaron Dalavilla come on and have these great conversations for you to be able to listen to. So please subscribe. It helps us out more than we can ever really tell you. And if you've enjoyed, uh, go ahead, Aaron. Hey, guys, it's Aaron Dalavilla. Make sure to subscribe to Pop Culture Addicts. There you go. Awesome. If you don't believe us, maybe they'll believe him. All right, and kids, we want to remind you that uh, if you've enjoyed this dose of Pop Culture Addicts, we want to remind you to come back next week and get another dose because pop culture is all around you. It continues to influence everything we do and say, and we'll have your fix waiting right here for you. Thanks again, yeah, Aaron. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Kathleen. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go check out the blood that's dripping down my arm right now. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> what your cat do? Yeah. Weirder things have happened, honestly. Amen to that. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to Pop Culture Addicts. If you're interested in being a guest on a future episode of Pop Culture Addicts, you can reach us on either Instagram or Twitter by using the handle at PCA Pod Show. You can also email us at PCA Pod Show at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2021 Pop Culture Addicts. Reference to any specific product or entity mentioned on this podcast does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation of by Pop Culture Addicts or any of its sponsors. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity that they represent. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact us via email at pcapodshow at gmail.com.